Anyone know who the photo is of on the slide up the front? Job, right. Uh, so this is Job and I playing with some very fast photography and some water dynamics. Um, and there were some great, they wanted me to put the one of me, but I looked slightly psychotic and I didn't really feel that it was the best picture. Uh, Job looks like an interested child and it's a much better scene. So uh, on Wednesday, uh, our family took a trip to the awesome Science Museum in London. If you haven't been, uh, we can certainly recommend it. Um, and it is a massive space and it is full of different stories. It is full of different stories of the human race discovering things about this planet and discovering ways of using this planet to make more interesting things. So there was everything from the discovery uh, and the harnessing of electricity to space rockets, to planets, uh, to time, and uh, it, it was a, a fascinating thing. Now, as a father of three, I am used to answering questions. I am used to answering questions of every conceivable kind. Why is water wet? How do planes fly? Does God speak English? Can dogs look up? All these different things that people ask. However, as I went round that science museum, I realised I know actually very little. I know very little about all the different things that humanity has discovered over the millennia. Also, in this museum, something else struck me. We have a rich uh, and massive array of knowledge that we can take in, that we can cherish, that we can make important. It is really hard to know, of all this information, what is it important to know and what can we live without knowing? What is important for everyday life and what can we live without? Has anyone else wondered this? Has anyone else sat in an uh, uh, algebra class at school or a history lesson and gone, do I really need to know this? How important is this for me? Is there something better that I could be taught? Does anyone remember where uh, Jesus' family travelled to in the story this morning? Sorry? Bethlehem, no, is the wrong answer. Anyone else? They were travelling uh, to and from Jerusalem. Uh, and they went there to remember the story of Moses, that story where God liberates the people of Israel from Egyptian slavery. They... Uh, and they didn't just go on their own, they went in a massive party. They went with all their neighbourhood. And if you've ever been in a big group, perhaps you were with us camping, you will know there's lots of noise and fury and it's very hard to keep track of the kids and they're all off excited doing something else. And when the festival was over, Joseph and Mary had that massive job of packing up stuff, if you know uh, uh, what that like as a parent, packing up 
all the gear and going home. And they had collected Jesus' brothers and sisters and they thought they'd got everyone, but they didn't realise they didn't have Jesus. He wasn't with their party. Eventually, they notice that Jesus is not around and they start asking and they start uh, searching. Anyone know where they found Jesus in Jerusalem? Yes, excellent. They found Jesus in the temple. They discover their 12-year-old boy in the temple discussing God with experts. It's an interesting picture, a 12-year-old. I wonder how spiritual you expect 12-year-olds to be. I wonder how uh, alive to God you have encountered a 12-year-old to be. Well, we find Jesus in the temple discussing God with the experts. And his parents try to tell him off. What on earth do you think you're doing not being with us? You can perhaps imagine uh, your harsh words or the harsh words of your parents if you were missing when they went on a journey. And Jesus is surprised. He says, but I'm I'm in the best place. Why are you surprised that I wouldn't be here? Jesus is doing the most important thing. He is learning about his heavenly Father. Now, on Monday, the schools open, or some have already opened. Anyone involved with the schools opening on Monday? Anyone seen their life change with the schools uh, opening on Monday? Some of you are liars, and some of you are being truthful. It is very few people that won't be slowed down in the traffic, that don't have to get their kids ready for school, that don't have to be aware of it. And we've got quite a few people that work in schools in here. So we have parents, and they're either pleased that their kids are out of the house, or they miss their kids, you know, they got used to them over sort of July and August. We have teachers and they're worried about lessons and discipline and all their preparation. And you've got all the staff in the schools and everyone that goes into them. And we've got the kids and they're facing new challenges. Whether they like it or not, they go up a year, don't they? And suddenly work gets harder and they are tested more and more. And the pressure each person faces when this yearly pantomime goes ahead, it can be extraordinary. It can be extraordinary, the pressures that come from schools opening uh, 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 for a new school year. There's these questions, and it's interesting, I still, as an adult who've left school behind, I get nightmares uh, about starting these things. What should I be doing? Am I in the right place? Why is everyone else doing that but not me? Am I missing something? I still get nightmares about sort of going to the wrong classes at university. It was 20 years ago, but it still uh, has this uh, sort of pressure in my mind. As so many of us face this daunting time, as uh, perhaps, uh, so I know some schools started uh, 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 like last week and some start this week, but as we face all the pressures of schools opening, I want to remind us of 12-year-old Jesus. 
You know, to be safe and sound with the family was a good place. No one is pretending that it wouldn't have been good for Jesus to have followed his parents uh, uh, back to Nazareth. His parents were not wrong for wanting that for their son. But this is the challenge. Jesus wanted to be somewhere not just good, he wanted to be in the best place. Parents, school workers, kids, I want to remind you of this young Jesus when you go into tomorrow with all it faces, with all it brings. It is nice to be on time. It is nice to be in the right place. It is nice to look uh, in the uh, right way. It is good to listen and it is good to learn and it is good to perform well. But if we chase after all the things everyone else thinks important, we will become like Mary and Joseph. We will become stressed, worried, anxious and exhausted. The most important thing, the thing that is above every other uh, calling on your life tomorrow is to know your Heavenly Father, to draw near Him. There are all sorts of other demands, I agree, on your time and space tomorrow, but knowing God is the number one priority. Of all the things that demand our attention, tomorrow. God is the one thing that we can be eternal experts in. The rest will rise and fall, but knowing God is the one thing that will last forever. And so the call this morning is to make God the most important thing again, to remember in the chaos of tomorrow, and I'm sorry some of you will face all sorts of chaos, but it's to remember that knowing God is more important than anything else that you are faced with. And we need to make time and space. It doesn't happen by accident. You don't know God just by uh, uh, getting on with all the demands of everyday life. You have to make room for him. You have to make room for quietness. You have to make room for prayer. You have to make room for devotional reading. You have to make room for worship. You have to stop and say all the other demands are put to one side and allow this to be the most important thing. For some of us, that means getting up early. For some of us, that means locking ourselves in a room. For some of us, it's saying no to something that is good because you're choosing something that is better. Adults, you need to do this to show our little ones how to do it. If you are not doing this on a daily basis, our children won't think it's important. If they don't burst in on you reading your Bible or praying or worshipping, then they think you don't do it and they wonder, they look bemused at me when I say it is important. And so this morning, I want to encourage you, make time for knowing God. Make time for learning about him. And do you know, you can tell whether someone does this. You can tell because they are patient, they are kind, they are forgiving and generous, 
and they're all around awesome. They're not necessarily high achievers. They're not necessarily the cleverest. They're not necessarily the most polite. They're not necessarily the best dressed. They're not necessarily someone that society says is awesome. But because they've spent time with God, their character, heart and spirit is beautiful. I wonder what you think the most important rule out there is. Anyone got any ideas of the most important rule that the government says? Sorry? Stay safe. Obviously, in COVID times, that's a good rule. Perhaps it's don't rob. You know what? Give people, uh, allow people to have their own stuff. Or maybe it's don't kill. I think that's probably on the higher uh, end of these things. Or um, I think if you ask my kids, it would be don't pollute or always recycle. Uh, obviously, the school's doing a great job uh, of teaching them about that. So one day, Jesus was being asked as an adult by other adults what the most important thing is. What's the most important rule? You know, perhaps it's don't rob, don't kill don't uh, always recycle. This is Jesus' answer. He said, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important thing. Tomorrow, that is still true. Today, this is true. In Jesus' life, this was true. It is a truth that will last forever. You and I will be told tomorrow so many different things. We will be, uh, pressure will be put upon us to do so many different things. Friends, teachers, parents, sit up straight, listen, pay attention, do your homework, uh, look tidy. And Jesus' words echo all through time. Love the Lord your God with everything you have. So this morning, I want you to stop. I want you to close your eyes, and I'm going to read this out over you. I want to prepare you for tomorrow. It says this. Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important thing. Open your eyes. Stand up and you are going to read this with me as we finish today. So stand up, please. And uh, we're going to read this together. One, two, three. Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important thing. Excellent. Please be seated. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for 12-year-old Jesus. We thank you that even then he could show us the way. Lord God, I pray as all sorts of things happen tomorrow, some in our control and some out of our control. Lord God, as good things and bad things happen, Lord God, I pray that we would remember the most important thing, to love you with all our passion, prayer and intelligence. And all God's people said? Amen. 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 Excellent. Well, uh, we're finished. Thank you uh, uh, for spending time with us. And uh, we have uh, uh, refreshments uh, in the back. Please go and see what the kids have done and say how amazing they are, because it's good to uh, encourage them. And uh, God bless you. And uh, we pray that uh, tomorrow uh, you will remember the most important thing.